Hey y'all, you're listening to Damsels in Detroit, the podcast all about women from the city that are killing it in their industries. I'm your host, Evan Webb. Each week, I invite a damsel to come on and talk with me about their life, careers, and why Detroit girls do it better. Guys, we're back. This is episode 14 of Damsels in Detroit, and I'm sitting here with Alyssa Space. She is the founder of For Her Cosmetics, and I think this is going to be a really cool talk. I say that every week, but like, I mean it. (laughs) So, um, as always, going to read a little bit, and then we'll get into our questions. So, Alyssa Space is the founder of For Her Cosmetics, the makeup brand helping women to bring out their natural beauty within. Alyssa's products are natural, vegan, cruelty-free, and work for all backgrounds and shades. In addition to making products in her home lab, Alyssa also has a STEAM enrichment program that focuses on increasing the retention rate of youth in science-related fields through alternative exploration, such as the chemistry and cosmetics. Alyssa loves trying vibrant and daring colors with her makeup and believes that women shouldn't be afraid to step outside of their comfort zone because of what society deems as suitable. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, girl. (laughs) Thanks for coming. I'm really happy you're here and your face is glowing. (laughs) Do you have on makeup right now? Um, I just have like my eyebrows drawn okay. right now. A See, bit my highlight. kind of girl, you know, <laughs> keep it simple, but your skin is like perfect. Thank so, you. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to hop right in. And my first question for you is what made you want to start for her cosmetics? Um, so I started for her cosmetics because I wanted to create a brand that was inclusive and I just think that too many times women of color especially are not represented in right. the beauty industry. There's too many times where it's like I hear girls come up to me and they're like, I can't wear that color mm-hmm. because um, I'm too dark. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, what? Right. <laughs> are you serious? So I wanted to create this environment where girls could feel comfortable trying things that were different. And that's why I create these vibrant colors because I too myself find myself struggling with like my inner beauty and what I consider as beautiful. So okay. I just wanted to create something for women to feel like included. Mm-hmm. How long ago did you start your brand? Um, technically, I started it in 2016. Okay. Like, I can go back to my Mac computer. I started my folders. I started, you know, planning and writing goals down. But I actually got into like the grit of it in okay. 2017. Okay. And then what was like that process like to create a cosmetic line? What was your first step that you had to take? My first step was education for me. Okay. So I knew that, okay, yeah, I could do things at home and do research, but I really wanted to have the credentials. I mm-hmm. wanted to have the science background. I wanted to have proper lab practices. Right. I wanted to have that solid foundation so that I could actually create a quality line that brings these quality products to all women. So Okay. And can you talk about the variety of products that you offer? Yes, yeah, so I started off with lips because I feel like that's like really simple. Women know how to apply lip gloss, they know how to apply lipstick. Mm-hmm. So those were my first two lines. And then I branched off into eyeshadows because I started to work more with makeup artists. Mm-hmm. And then um, I started to go into lash serum, which can actually be used as um, like a hair growth serum in oh, okay. who suffer from alopecia. Okay. Because my mother actually suffered from alopecia where she lost her hair. You know, the um, immune system basically attacks your right. hair follicles. So. I created a serum for her that was inspired by her, and then I um, went on to body shimmers. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this is growing. People love these lines, and these are things that I feel like I like to use, and they're not as hard to use. Mm -hmm. So those are the basic lines that I have right now. So how do you make lipstick? Talk to me (laughs) about that process. Well, it was a lot of trial and error Mm -hmm. (laughs) when I first started. I, I really remember my first lipstick was in a um a chapstick tube okay and it literally was like watery okay (laughs) it didn't have a form basically um Mm -hmm. 
But I start off with the properties that I basically want to have in my product. And I do this too when I work with my mentees when they want to create different products. But um, I started off with shea butter because I was like, I love moisture. Right. I know that it works for our skin. It helps with discoloration. Mm -hmm. And then I also knew like, okay, so outside of moisture, what other properties do I want to have? I don't want it to just melt in the car. So I was like, okay, I can use some beeswax. Okay. This is um, also a good moisturizer, but Mm -hmm. it also helps um, emulsify your product together, which basically means hold its shape. So it hardens together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I wanted some vitamins because I wanted extra nutrients. Right. And um, all of these are also on my website, too, my ingredients. Because okay. I'm very transparent. But I basically go into the kitchen. I figure out um, what I want to melt down, how much, how heavy I want a certain product to be. If I want it to be lighter, like more like a highlighter. Okay. Or if I want it to be heavier, like a lipstick. So mm-hmm. it's just a... a a little play around like trial and error yeah (laughs) and then what about like your highlights and like do you do setting powders too or was it just the um no setting powders yet although i do really want to get more into like um the skincare side with setting powders foundation but um right now it's more like the simple eyes lips and um education okay (laughs) so when you're making the highlight how is that made so for my highlighter i actually have like my lipsticks can dupe as those because okay. they're non-conogenic, which right. means they won't clog your pores. But um, really, I just play around with like undertones that I see in a lot of women of color. So mm-hmm. like I got the yellows, the reds, okay. the oranges, um, some soft pinks too, depending mm-hmm. on um, your skin tone. So I just I play around with color theory and just um, what what my um, clients actually like. So, okay. Yeah. And so you mentioned your ingredients and pretty much all of the things you named. I know what they are, which mm-hmm. makes me really comfortable because I'm trying to transition into a more natural lifestyle when it comes to like cleaning products or just stuff I put on my body and mm-hmm. things like that. So why do you think that it's so important to have ingredients like that in your products? I think that people don't realize that, especially when you put things on your skin, like your skin absorbs like 99% of whatever you put on it, Mm -hmm. whether it's you're exposing it to the sun Mm -hmm. or you put lotion on. So I always thought that it was important to pay attention to these because even as a kid, I worked at a holistic center. Okay. So I've always been taught like it's important what you eat. It's important what you put on your body. So I wanted to give back like the education that was taught to me through my products to women in like a more creative way. Mm -hmm. So, um, I just think it's really important that people realize you eat what you put on your body, too. So, right. like, your lip gloss, your lipstick, you're digesting it over time. Mm-hmm. So, I think that we should pay attention to those, um, the ingredients, especially if you don't know what the word is right. on the back of the package. Yeah, because not <laughs> all of us have that chemistry background, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to ask, are there some ingredients that you feel like we should look out for um, as far as like when we're purchasing makeup from, mm-hmm. you know, different brands or even just face washes and stuff. Are there some ingredients that you are just like never, ever buy something that has this and that? See, that could be trivial because it's funny because one of my um, friends, she's a skincare licensed esthetician and mm-hmm. she literally is like, it's not always about what's natural, but what's safe. So like okay. for me, I'm more of like a naturally. Right. So I'm like, I'm paying attention to ingredients that are like. For instance, if you hear ascorbic acid, you might be like, what, what is that? Mm-hmm. It's vitamin C. Like, okay. It's just like sometimes I think that if you just, I'm trying to think, if you just take the time to like Google a word that you're unfamiliar with, okay, um, you could definitely do your own research and just figure out what you like and don't like. Um, for okay. me personally, some people have, um, they may have drier skin, so they might need more silicones versus me. I don't necessarily, because my skin is pretty much... Um, 
even, I guess you okay. could say it. I don't really struggle with that, but it really just too depends on what you your body accepts and what you reject. But okay. I would definitely stay away from dyes. <laughs> yes. If I could suggest something. Okay. Um, and I really, I, for me personally, um, outside of colors, I don't really like like preservatives unless it's a natural preservative. Okay. Um, to, I don't. That's a good question. I'm still thinking of. Some yeah. Things I want you guys to stay away. <laughs> so from. when you say preservative, what do you mean? Um. Well, like, I'm trying to think outside of, like, salt. Okay. Because um, you know how when you put things in the freezer, usually salt preserves it over uh-huh. time. But really <clears throat> high sodium is not really good for your skin or your, okay. um, for you to intake and digest. Okay. But then again, like I said, it depends on the person, right. their diet, and what they want and what they expect their skin, how they want their skin to react. Um, okay. But, yeah, these are I'm, – I'm really trying to <laughs> bring it down a notch because whenever I think of words, I'm thinking of, like – something crazy <laughs> well you can if it's a science term you can just like say it and then if you need to spell it we can do that and then we can always just go to google <laughs> and look, look it up, up. That's true. <laughs> um i wish i had my little notebook in front of me to help but um it's okay I, if you think of some i'm like just I, leave a comment on the post yes you know what i will do that and then two um Personally, I for for most companies like per FDA, mm-hmm. you have to like list your um, ingredients like with their chemical formula or their chemical name rather. Okay. Um, I I list both. I mm-hmm. list the 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 normal name that you would hear like shea butter. Right. And um, um, just to like I said to keep that transparency because mm-hmm. I just think that a lot of people are not gonna do the research. Like not even yeah. just, like be funny like. They're not going to look it up. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I'm just there, I put it there for you, then it's easier. Like, I think we are in a generation where we need to make things easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then with ingredient labels, too, is it true that how they how they list it is, like, what's most prevalent in that product? That is, uh, yes, that is true. Okay. But also, um, sometimes they do it by alphabetical order. Got you. So it, it really um, depends because a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, a lot of companies know that hey if we put water first mm-hmm. it's gonna look good right like, you'll see aqua first but yeah it's honestly alphabetical order okay it? so it's like okay just- i wonder i just bought this um this like rose moisturizer from mm-hmm. tj maxx and but and then i was looking at some other like natural rose cleanser products that i have in in the natural stuff the rose extracts it was maybe like the fourth or fifth ingredient and then mm-hmm. on the moisturizer i got from tj maxx that extract was like second to last mm-hmm. so i was like should i have not wasted my six dollars i was gonna say because <laughs> like to make rose water you literally are like boiling the rose petals mm-hmm. in the water and then you add other natural ingredients that okay you want to enhance it with like maybe smell or just um something to keep it to like last longer without using salt mm-hmm. <laughs> but um honestly that means that they probably didn't put that it's, it's not that much rose water or extract in that rose extract okay so, Alrighty. Well, I guess I won't buy that again. No. <laughs> um, so like you said earlier, a lot of times um, the things that you were making or your products were very trial and error. Mm-hmm. So can you talk about maybe the specific time where you made something, you were in the kitchen, just like, I got this, this is great. And then the product was finished and it just was not the consistency mm-hmm. or the color. Or, and then what do you do after that? Okay. So I have had rebatches. That's what I call them. So I originally will start off with a batch. I have my formula. I know exactly how many grams of each product I want to add because I, I pretty much follow a uniform um, uh, recipe now. Okay. But 
I made a batch literally like two weeks ago before um, my flavors of Detroit pop up. <laughs> and mm-hmm. this popping pink lipstick was not popping. Okay. Like, <laughs> literally, it was just, the color wasn't transferring. And I, I knew I followed my formula, but sometimes things just don't work. And, and it's funny because sometimes in science, you just, there, there's sometimes no explanation. Okay. So I went back in and I'm like messing around with the consistency. I'm like, okay, I know my candeline wax is um, gives it a little bit of a harder feel. So okay. maybe that's what I need to add in order to, you know, make this an actual batch that I can, you know, sell. So mm-hmm. I went back in, I added the wax. It's It got too waxy then. Okay. So I was like, okay, what do I need now? Shea butter will soften it up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I already had my um, castor oil in there because you don't want to put too much castor oil. Okay. Or you'll be putting lip balm on, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Which defeats the purpose. <laughs> right. So I added my shea butter and my um, candeline wax, and it actually helped it solidify a little bit more. I want to say solidify. Basically, it allowed the color to transfer because okay. at this point, I'm like, okay, I'm over two and a half tablespoons of pigment. I don't need that much. I know how much I, mm-hmm. I typically use in a, a batch. So um, it's literally, like I was saying earlier, it's literally trial and error, and I love that because it's fun to me. Like, I like to figure out why it's not working mm-hmm. or what I have to add in order to make it different. And these are good learning experiences that I use in my actual, like, chemistry and cosmetics program, too, for the kids. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, like, we're going to talk about this working? Kids. Right. <laughs> So do you test your products out on yourself first or do you have like a, a little group of friends where it's just like, okay, I got some more testers for you guys? Um, I originally started with like my mom okay. and my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, Granny, try this. Right. So, Shout out to Grandma. Yes, 85 too. Oh. Still helping. All right. <laughs> but but um, I started off with friends, my friends groups, my um, sorors, and I also started like with my family members. So mm-hmm. before I even went, on the market, I needed to make sure because I I'm, I started my first job started in quality assurance. So okay. like I'm literally that's drilled in my head. Like before you put anything out, you need to quality check. Yep. It. So um, I started with family friends and um, sorors, and after that, once I was able to realize that okay, this is a product that works, mm-hmm. I I trusted in my 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 skills mm-hmm. and my skill set, and I was able to just go out and okay, I was like, I made this batch, I know this works. Like right. I still test them, I still take a lipstick or two out of each batch just to make sure that it still works. Okay, but um, yeah, I got to experiment with people. Yeah, <laughs> which is great. That's probably the best way to do it. I'm yes. sure it can be like a little nerve wracking because you're like, oh, I hope nobody has like a reaction yes. or. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Because some people are um, allergic to, like, fractionated coconut oil because they're okay. allergic to nuts. So Because that's oh, in my right. lip glosses. Okay. So that's why I'm always like, look, here, this is what's in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, so you do have to be um, cognizant of that because some people do have um, natural food allergies, too. I never knew coke. I mean, yeah, coconut oil was in lip gloss. I don't know what I thought lip gloss was yeah. made out of. <laughs> I just be using it. <laughs> look, some don't. But okay. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I love the texture and how it just glides on my mm-hmm. lips. So. <laughs> That's probably better, too, because it's, like, more moisturizing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. So you have your bachelor's in chemistry from MSU. Go green. Yes, go white. Yay. <laughs> so have you always been somebody that has been interested in science? Like, did you find that chemistry came easy to you, or were you in class? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had my moments. I had my moments, definitely, especially mm-hmm. being, like, the only African-American girl in my class yeah. of 2016 at Michigan State University. Yep. It's like, how is that possible? Girl. It's such a large university. Yeah. But <laughs> it, 
that was my reality. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I found myself doubting myself at times just because, like, no one in my family is really in STEM. Like, they're not in science. Or I don't really have any close relatives that are doctors or anything of that nature. So it it was a space where I was intimidated, where I didn't really necessarily feel like at times I was like, I don't know if I really should be here. Right. Maybe I should change my major to, I don't know, something that isn't as difficult. But Mm -hmm. I knew, like, since I was literally, I I always think about this. When I was eight years old, I got in so much trouble, too. I used to mix, like, all my mom's, like, perfumes and her, like, sunscreens Okay. Lord. And I was talking about Chanel number seven. She's like, "Uh uh-uh. Yes. Like, what are you doing? Girl, getting in trouble for this. (laughs) But I just knew I I, I always had, like, a spirit for curiosity. Okay. I've always really just been into... um, figuring out why things work the way they do, why mm-hmm. they don't. And that carried on into college. And even though it was way different setting, yeah. um, I mean, it's like you're really working with acids, you're working with bases, you're mm-hmm. working with um, oxidizers, things that can blow up in your face. Man, that's so, scary. <laughs> yeah, so it's like I definitely had moments where I was kind of unsure, mm-hmm. but I just know that every part of my life, every step prepared me for that. Um, my mom is really a big pusher on me going into STEM, too. So okay. I was really, I don't know, she kept me encouraged and just keeping my head above water. Mm-hmm. So. Were all of the chem classes hands-on, or were there, was it, like, a good mix of, like, lectures and then actual labs? Um, I would say, like, the freshman to sophomore year, those were, like, leader classes. Okay. So it yeah. was mostly just on paper. Like, you were doing actual drawings of organic chemistry mm-hmm. or you were just learning how chemical reactions worked. Okay. And then once you got into, like, mid-sophomore all the way up to senior year, you were doing research projects. You were actually working in the lab hands-on. You were doing internships outside of school mm-hmm. that involved you, um, you know, working in the lab. So... It got hands-on once you learn the basics. Okay, <laughs> once you pass that, like, yeah. preliminary period, which I hate because <laughs> I just don't think that's fair. Like, why are you making it so hard to where somebody that is just so excited about science, okay. you're, like, yeah. trying to get them out of here? You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just, I don't like, I always have hated that. Yeah, so. that, I don't know why they do that. Yeah, just, it's like, do y'all not have enough room for, <laughs> like, do you just only want right. a certain number of people to graduate of this Honestly. program? <laughs> what is going on? It's because one of my, so my roommate freshman year, she um, took a lot of, had to take a lot of science classes because mm-hmm. she was a nursing major first year. And I just felt so sad because she would come back in the dorm so stressed, like, these classes are kicking my butt. Yes, <laughs> like, like stress. Right. And I'm like, I can't help you because science has never been <laughs> my thing. I'm like, if you need to write something, you know, I got you, girl. But these equations, no, mm. I'm okay. Because <laughs> chemistry is like science and math together. Yep. And I'm still geometry. Yeah, I'm like either one of those things. <laughs> so I'm <All> good. <laughs> you pride yourself on creating products that are suitable for all backgrounds and skin tones. And you talked about this in the first question I asked, just talking about how in the beauty industry it's not always super inclusive and Mm -hmm. you know darker skin tone sometimes it's harder for us to find like foundation or concealer pretty much anything so why was why was inclusivity so important to you when it comes to your brand and what steps do you try to take every day to make sure that everybody feels like they can shop with for her cosmetics okay that was a handful. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, inclusivity is important to me because I feel like I have been that person that is on the outside looking in at mm-hmm. everyone. So I knew that, okay, this brand is going to just be, it's going to be more than just makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I was given this task, like 
for me, I'm religious. I was given this task by God because mm-hmm. I need to be an example to other girls that it doesn't matter what you look like or where you come from. You can still exemplify beauty. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, coming from a not so diverse background as far as like my schooling, right. I didn't I didn't go to DPS school. Okay. I, I wasn't really um, around a lot of people that look like me okay. from middle school all the way to college. And I just knew that I'm like, they need to know. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody needs to know that everyone, not not just, okay, we're all beautiful, but no, like everyone has their own natural beauty. They have their own um, unique way of showing that, whether it is through a loud lipstick or maybe it's just because you want to have a clean face today. Right. Like, however you want to express that, I feel like there should be room for that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it kind of stems from like hurt from back in the day, like okay. when I was younger, but I just think that, me creating my own platform gives gave me a voice and women uh, other women voices too that may not necessarily have one um when it comes to saying okay I'm beautiful because there are there are standards whether you right. want to address it or not yep. there are standards of beauty whether it's in um entertainment mm-hmm. whether it's in corporate america like <laughs> there are actual um there are pillars that right. have, like that people follow and that they recognize even when it I don't even want to get into this but when it gets, comes to colorism too yeah. like there are standards of beauty so I think that it's important that I make this platform for um, women to understand that, hey, you can come from any background and still be beautiful. And then you can also do it in a healthy manner. Yep. <laughs> so yes. That yes. Is, yes. That is my, my drive, my mm-hmm. why. And um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just asked, like, why do you just, but you kind of answered it. Just um, what do you do every day just to make sure that people feel included with yes. your brand? Um, and uh, this is why I seek out um, diverse pop-ups too. Um, I was in um, Ramadan the other a few weeks ago. Okay, I was um, at Flavors of Detroit, which was very diverse mm-hmm. too. Um, I go into inner city pop-ups, and okay. I've done pop-ups in the suburbs just because I know that the um, the population varies where you yeah. are, whether it's from older women to younger women, mm-hmm. little girls. Um, I went to uh, the African World Festival mm-hmm. to, just because, like, I want to be able to touch these different populations. Right. And I know it's, oh, target market, target market. But I think that all women are yeah. my target. So, um, yeah. I, I like that. I just, You're trying <laughs> to hit, like, all corners. Yes. Yeah. I like. Everyone. So what are some makeup trends that you're loving right now and some that are not your favorite? Hmm. <laughs> Let's see. I have always been a glitter girl. Okay. (laughs) That that could be here or there Mm -hmm. for some people, but I've always loved glitter. Like, I think that the bright color eyeshadow is, like, really a a big thing, along with, like, oranges and yellows Mm -hmm. and greens. Like, just trying, like, you know, risque. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love those. Um, As far as, like, I think this is just a – a preference though like but I've been hearing a lot of women they sleep in their makeup like they'll get like a full face right and then get that setting spray and they'll wear it the next day yeah. and I'm like no your skin has to breathe you're like I literally know. suffocating I your know. skin so, but also your pillowcase sis yeah. like, <laughs> look, if that's silk I don't know I just but, oh, no I can't but, do it yeah I that's one thing I, I think like I don't know if it's because of like people you know makeup artists are getting up there with prices but it's right. just like 
No, not for, for the sake of your skin. Like over time, that's gonna affect your yeah the longevity and longevity of your skin and mm-hmm. how bouncy it'll bounce back. Like <laughs> and like I know some people are like, "Well, I was drunk and I just got I fell asleep and mm-hmm. took it. I don't <laughs> even care. Like I don't care how tired, how much I drank. Like this makeup is coming off. Yes, <laughs> especially like when it comes to like I'm sorry, my cheekbones. Uh huh. Like I don't I don't know about anyone else, but like for me at least, I break out right here if I leave makeup or okay, like right on my um above my cheekbone. Mm-hmm. So that is important to me. The clean yeah. face, like mine is like right here. I think we're getting more into skincare, but I think that's a bad habit that people are practicing. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. So. so let's just stop, ladies. <laughs> like, just if you get your makeup done, just take it off. Take it off. <laughs> just make sure you get some good pictures in. Maybe get it done earlier in the day, mm-hmm. so then you can maybe just have it on longer. Yeah, I don't know, but the sleeping that it's, has. Ugh. That's a pet peeve of mine, too. <laughs> it just, I think it just really scares me. That's what yeah. it is. I'm just, like, scared for the person. It's like, because especially when you, because I, I don't really wear foundation, but I know that mm-hmm. when you wear foundation, you're, like, sealing your face. Right. Basically, your pores are gonna, are clogged, in essence, for mm-hmm. the day. So, um, I know people say, oh, this is light. It's not, no. Yeah, no. Anything makeup is makeup. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's your personal everyday beauty routine? And are you a minimalist when it comes to makeup or are you more about glam and the boldness? <laughs> I'm in between. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like my everyday go-to look is definitely like a soft glam. Mm-hmm. Like just get the eyebrows popping. Right. A little gloss for my lips. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm like trying to strut in and shut down something, I need to have a popping lip. Okay. So <laughs> it depends on the occasion. Mm-hmm. But I can go from a full face to a, a nice soft glam look and, I'm just, I'm a Gemini too, so. Okay. <laughs> Two sides to you. <laughs> Did your birthday just pass? Yeah, last Tuesday, actually. Oh, happy belated. Thank you. Mine is on the July 1st. July, oh, so, okay. Yeah, Cancer. coming up. I am, I am, yes. My little sensitive self. <laughs> oh, many more people like you. <laughs> I think for me, I would say I'm definitely a minimalist. Um, mm-hmm. So when you were just saying you have, right now you have your brows and like a little bit of highlight and gloss, mm-hmm. like that's what I do every day. Yes. I just try to make sure that my skin looks good enough to where I don't have to. And it's just me being lazy because I don't feel like putting on a whole face of makeup. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> and then I look at other people, I'm just like, you look so great. But I just, I know it took you like 30 minutes. <laughs> and least. I would, yeah, and I would rather spend that time like sleeping right. or, <laughs> or trying to figure out what I'm going to write or like trying to figure out what I'm going to wear. I don't know. I just, yeah. yeah. Lashes, though, that's something I'm trying oh, to like. Yeah. Get, so I tried lash extensions, mm-hmm. and I was allergic to the glue. Oh, the adhesive? Yes. Yeah. So I'm really devastated that, about that. That's the thing, too. Another thing. So that adhesive is, like, industrial. Like, you know, like, oh. when you stick car parts together. Wow. Like, shut that's up. That's the level of, like, um, stickiness, basically, you're okay. working with. Um, I used to wear um, lash extensions, mm-hmm. but I, they were taking my lashes out. Oh, okay. They, I don't know. I wear contacts, too, so okay. I kind of irritated that. But honestly... I would. I used to wear them so regularly. Mm-hmm. That probably was why too. Okay. I think like for special occasions they're okay. But mm-hmm. honestly, if you could stick, stay away from the lash extensions because even if it's like they, that sensitive glue. Um, well, for longer wear, like waterproof glue. Yeah. Uh, it. Mm-hmm. 
it depends on okay. how your skin reacts but you like you just said i know it, and it, the sad part is is like i was like i could just try it one more time but i'm like do you want to be able to see or not or no <laughs> so you have to draw a line somewhere but they just look so nice Thank and i'm you. like not good at putting like the strip ones on mm-hmm. i need to practice more but i know that you have some too yes <laughs> I, yes i, I dibble and dabble in the lashes as mm-hmm. well i actually have on individuals right now and um for me at least I do use the, I know people hate this sometimes, with the hair glue. Okay. So I literally use the smallest amount on there. I let it get tacky, and then I apply my lash, and they last for, like, a week or two. And I don't get that irritating, like, um, like pull because okay. it's not, like, literally stuck to my root of my lash. Mm-hmm. However, when I take them off, I don't lose lashes because I use minimal glue. Okay. And then that hair glue is meant to um, wash out with water. Okay. So that tackiness is what you need so that your hair doesn't pull out. Mm-hmm. You, like pull it out of your but I mean I'm sure estheticians probably think differently but <laughs> for me it yes <laughs> I did see somebody tweet yes was it yesterday or like last week like stop using hair glue to put your lashes on but I'm like but what if it works <laughs> like it works for some people yes. <laughs> especially strips mm-hmm. like. yeah I'm gonna practice some more because I'm like since I can't do the extensions I'm like mm, you need to you, thank you <laughs> <laughs> what has been the most popular product amongst your customer base Definitely the glosses. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because it's summer now, but yeah. like everyone loves the glosses. They love the different colors. Mm-hmm. They love how soft it is. Yeah. Um, and my my big thing is I can box for like two hours in this and it's still on. Like mm-hmm. one of my um friends that's a trainer, she actually is into science as well. And she's okay. like, we should do something where like you like do something for the athletes too because okay. it works really well. I have it has long wear. While, you know, keeping that nice little shine and mm-hmm. moisture. So the gloss has really been a big um, seller. That's cool. Because when yeah. I work out, I'm like, what's the point of putting chapstick on? Because you're just <laughs> huffing and puffing so much. Right. By the time I leave, my lips are so dry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Looking crazy. <laughs> so as we mentioned earlier, you have a STEAM enrichment program that helps youth just kind of get into science. Mm-hmm. You're teaching them different ways to learn different things which I love because I feel like sometimes the best way is to show them something that is relatable to them Mm -hmm. as opposed to just like throwing out different formulas and stuff (laughs) so how did you get inspired to start this program um that goes back to actually like my first job after college Mm -hmm. so I didn't um get immediately into my field although eventually I did okay Um, my first job out of college actually worked for Centria Healthcare which is an autism um service for children throughout the U.S. Mm -hmm. And so I was an applied behavioral analysis therapist. Wow. So basically I helped the kids like that had autism learn um, alternative routes, Mm -hmm. basically to learn their letters, their numbers and things of that nature. So I took that background actually um, on an applied behavioral analysis and use it in my program now for kids. So I got into it because I kind of fell into my first job Mm -hmm. like unexpectedly and it turns out I really needed that. Like I was saying earlier, everything happened for a reason in my life. And I've, I gained a love for children that I didn't know that I had at first because, um, first of all, children with autism are smart. Like they are super smart, honestly. And I was like, okay, if they can pick up on this, like I can definitely work with my other children Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, are learning at the, not necessarily a regular level, but they're learning at the, regular pace so um 
I was like, okay, let me take my love for science and kids now and teach them how to do like these products. And the girls literally eat it up. Yeah. Like, they love the fact they're like, you're a scientist. I want to come work for you in your lab. <laughs> like, That's so cute. <laughs> they love it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it just fills my heart to like know that I can, I found a place where children are actually interested in it. Right. And will learn and think like, oh, okay, I can be a scientist now. And it's possible for me to do it. And mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have to be a doctor, which is nothing wrong with that. But mm-hmm. there are alternative routes. So chemistry and cosmetics came to me because of what I thought was a setback in my career. Okay. <laughs> and I turned it into something that a passion. Like mm-hmm. I loved it. So, it, yeah, that's how it started. So do you go to different schools and teach different groups of kids? Or do you kind of have them all come to one meeting place? And then that's just your group for like the school year. Um, so I've actually worked with um, different nonprofit organizations and okay. schools. So my goal actually is to work with over 20,000 children in mm-hmm. the next five to seven years. And the official launch was back in April mm-hmm. when Nesby had their national conference. Okay. So I, I was able to demo it to like kids all around the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, it was their STEAM Fest is what they called it. Okay. And um, they were uh, basically... There were just different projects. The kids got to come in and learn about um, different approaches to science, whether it was in, like, being an astronaut or just jelly beans. Okay. Things of that nature. So um, I started there, and then the YMCA of Detroit caught wind of, like, the project that I did, and they were like, come in and teach our kids how to do this. Like, And they ate it up. They loved it. And now I'm going to other nonprofits. I've been working with DPS schools and... I, I just want to get it out there. Like, yeah. I, I know that we need this. Kids need to see that people that look like them, they can excel in science. So mm-hmm. that's really why I do this. So your goal is 20,000 kids. Mm-hmm. So how many have you assisted or worked with so far? Right now, I would, I knew last uh, month with the YMCA, I did 200 children. Mm-hmm. With Nesby, I didn't keep track because I didn't really have like a set goal at that time. Mm-hmm. So I didn't pay attention to that then. But now I am paying attention. I'm more than 1% of the way there, and it's only month two. Okay. So, um, yeah, this is – I'm actually going to be working with the Downtown Boxing Youth Program nice. next month. So it's going to continue to just grow. So. Yay. Yeah. And for those that don't know, Nesby is the National Society of Black Engineers. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you just had your um, – your program was featured at the National Conference, mm-hmm. you said? Yes, in yeah. Detroit, right at Kobo. Yeah. So how did that feel to have them recognize you? It was it was really nice because – you when you take a leap of faith on something that you believe in and you don't know how other people are going to receive mm-hmm. it, it's scary. Yeah, like, I was scared at first. I'm not gonna lie, and yeah. I'm still kind of scared. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I know that like the value that it brings, and I understand now like I am of value to these children. Yeah, and for me, when I was a kid, like Mae Jemison, first lady, this African American woman in space, mm-hmm. and I was just like, yes, this is my lady. Like, yeah, she didn't even know that she was like encouraging people to go and follow their dreams, and I just know that. Even if it's the smallest impact that I could just totally change someone's life path mm-hmm. like, and give them the courage that they may not have had if they right. didn't meet me. So, And representation matters. Yes. I know we've said that a few times on the show, but it seriously does. Like it helps that you're going into these spaces and, you know, you're helping out kids that look like us mm-hmm. and that you're also young. Because sometimes <laughs> I feel like, you know, they might bring in somebody that might be a little bit older and like this, there's a disconnect there. But because right. like you know, they can look at you and be like, oh, 
she looked like my cousin or yeah. like my big sister. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like that's also helpful. So I love that. And I hope Thank that you, you will, obviously you're going to reach the 20,000 kids because you said it out loud and I <laughs> yes. believe in words. So it's going to happen. Positive affirmation. Yes. <laughs> love them. Okay. So we have a few listener questions. And the first one is from Crybaby J from Instagram. She says, what is your favorite thing about chemistry? Hmm. My favorite thing about chemistry is honestly reactions, like chemical reactions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I love like, um, what's a good one? Like calcium carbide. Like if you were to like to add water to it, like this is like the most simple like science project for kids. Mm-hmm. It just bubbles up. And it like it's like a volcano almost, or, you know, like the hydrogen <laughs> oh, peroxide. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so that one is it's just interesting to just see reactions happen, like because I've always seen it on paper, like mm-hmm. when I was in school, but actually like going in and then like seeing the actual reaction is just like amazing. Okay, and that's why I really like titrations too. But I could go on forever. <laughs> what are titrations? <laughs> so basically, like um, for instance, in my last job, we would test like the amount of a certain substance, how much it occurred. Okay. In um in a liquid, and I'm just trying to make this simple. So okay. I would Please. add like a <laughs> a base or an acid depending on the uh, pH of the substance that I'm actually titrating. Okay. And I would also add an indicator, which would give a color change, so okay. you can actually see the chemical reaction um, if it doesn't bubble. Mm-hmm. And you add the titrant to the actual substance, and it'll change color after a certain amount is added. Okay. So that means the chemical reaction has completed itself. So oh. um, I'm trying to give an I don't even know how to simplify that anymore. I <laughs> like, have a vision in my mind. Like, say you're adding, like, um, let's see. I'm trying to think, like, silver nitrate to... Uh, could I add to that? I'm trying to think. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That was a I random. I didn't even have that one written down. It just, you know, came to me. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm trying to get something from uh, a clear to a blue, basically. Okay. I want to know how much, how many milliliters of a certain titrant I need in order to achieve that. Okay. So that's, I, that's really the simplest the way. The simplest way. <laughs> Do you have to sign a waiver for chemistry classes? So if they're just like, you're going to mix some things together that are going to possibly blow up. And if it blows up, it's not our fault. <laughs> um, I don't do the blow up <laughs> experiments with kids just Okay. Yet. Well, no, I <laughs> meant like at state, did you have to sign oh, waivers? <laughs> um, I think that kind of like came with us signing up for chemistry. Like, okay. It's like, okay, so we're not responsible if you hurt yourself, like follow wow. these rules. But um, <laughs> they were pretty like, we took whole classes on like safety practice okay. and protocols because especially working with like acids, mm-hmm. that's like... It goes through your clothes, your skin, everything. Jesus. So, like, th- you just had to be careful. Mm-hmm. And they realized that, okay, you're going to be responsible in the lab because this is what you want to do as a career. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys had, like, the coats and stuff on too, right? Um, Sometimes we wore lab coats. That's funny, though. Because <laughs> a lot of times we don't wear lab coats. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's like once I got into the actual field, like when I was working at Pfizer and then my last job um, out in Ferndale at McDermott, I wore, like, gear to cover my clothes to protect my clothes okay because when i tell you i literally was working with hydrochloric acid every day oxidizers and mm-hmm. you can't really wear cotton around that okay because it's flammable wow um they they made sure we had on the right attire yeah risky business yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay the second listener question um is from jamie n wise from instagram she has two questions she says, what is the inspiration behind your brand and the work that you do? And then two, what does your creative process look like? The 
inspiration is the little girl inside of me that wanted to just feel included. Mm-hmm. So I think that that comes a lot into my like color scheme too because I've always really liked like wild loud colors. Like and I was a dancer, so we always got to wear like red, yeah, and just like crazy colors mm-hmm. that our moms wouldn't just let us wear if we didn't have a performance. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I definitely think my line rooted is rooted in my the little Alyssa. Okay, um, being able to express herself and make others feel comfortable and welcomed, and um, yeah, that. That's my baby. Mm-hmm. Well, her cosmetics is my baby. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you're passionate about it, too. Thank you. And then last listener question comes from Mina Murray from Instagram. She says, why did you decide to go for a chemistry degree as opposed to a bachelor's in business? Um, that's a good question, actually. Um, I always knew I wanted to be a scientist. Mm-hmm. At one point, I actually wanted to be a dermatologist. So okay. that was really where it came from. My science background, I was like, okay, I always, I know I want to do science. Um, as far as business, I actually was considering going to business school last year, and then some of my mentors advised me and told me that it's you can self-educate. So, yep. like, I read a lot. I definitely, especially, like, on mindset and just building wealth and um, how to operate businesses. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's something that you learn from experience. Um, I definitely don't put down people who went to business school because right. it is necessary. Yeah. But I think, like, as a CEO and someone who runs a business, you technically or t- typically hire people who went into business because mm-hmm. they have that background. They, and you're more so the visionary, and you can see how you want it to go. So right. I think that's kind of why I didn't decide to pursue my business, my BA, or, um, or I'm sorry, not my BA, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my business degree, because um, I had the chemistry background, so I'm the chemist behind it. Right. Now I'm actually working with people who have business backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Which I like. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) I think, I know. Either way, I feel like definitely both would have been challenging programs, but it's just something about, like, having that science degree Mm -hmm. because you literally, like you said, were in there, like, mixing Mm -hmm. and, like, being risky and having (laughs) to actually study what these big words mean Mm -hmm. and how that they can, you know, be combined with other ingredients. That's, like, really cool to me. And so. I think, too, it's a seller point. Like, when mm-hmm. I tell people, I'm like, hey, I make makeup. And they're like, oh, okay. I'm a chemist that makes makeup. And they're like, yeah. really? I do that. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> so it, it's a good little mm-hmm. a little tidbit to, yeah. to have in your back pocket. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so thanks, guys, for sending in those questions. Um, and then I just have a few more before we get out of here for the day. Um, so what would you say is the main thing that makes your brand stand out? I think aside from the, oh, um, I'm a beauty brand, I think that my education piece is really unique Mm -hmm. because um, it's not necessarily an outreach program. It's really like, hey, girls, I want you to try something and maybe you might explore and go into science. Mm -hmm. So outside of the makeup, I think that the education realm for my of my um, company is really unique to people. It catches their eyes. They're really interested in getting their girls to learn about science through an alternative route so Mm -hmm. I think that chemistry and cosmetics (laughs) (laughs) aside from you wanting to reach um, 20,000 kids with your steam enrichment program what are your long-term goals for your company Um, I do want to have a storefront okay Um, I think that the place the storefront area will actually be a community space not Mm -hmm. just a retail location okay I really just have seen my dreams and my passions really transforming and really coming into form. 
And I think that outside of education, like I still, the beauty realm is really important to me still. Mm -hmm. And I think that skincare and um, education on skincare is something that will really come to into play as well through okay. my brand. So I think that those are the two important things, like healthy skincare mm -hmm. and then education. So okay. Love. Yeah. What does it mean for you to be a damsel in Detroit? Well, <laughs> I just think that I'm an example mm -hmm. for um, younger girls, and it's hard sometimes to like balance like being in your mid twenties, uh, yeah, and then <laughs> trying to be an example to the younger girls yes. at the same time. <laughs> so it's definitely like being a damsel is definitely about balance mm -hmm. and just really owning who you are. So um, I mean, I do like to go out. I like to turn up. Yeah, but I also really like to empower kids i love to help women feel beautiful so i i'm working on finding my balance mm -hmm. in there and i think that that's all honestly the moral of life is finding balance mm -hmm. between everything so you're the you're the first one that said that's being about balance and i like that you said that because it is i mean it is difficult because you just want to be yourself and you right. want to <laughs> be able to just be fun and be like in your 20s and still have an impact and just make sure that you didn't like say anything that's gonna <laughs> right. like have some parents looking at you like i don't know um, you can't go to this program anymore take right, at you. right? <laughs> <laughs> but i really just feel like being transparent which is something that you mentioned earlier is like a huge thing to me like let, letting people know up front like this is who I am like right. not perfect but I'm working on it mm -hmm. well not working on being perfect but just like I'm working on life like yeah. I'm going through it just like everybody else so don't put me on this pedestal mm -hmm. like just accept <laughs> me as I am right. this is a come as you are type of situation so yeah yes. I like that you said that thank you um, and lastly, how can people connect with you on social and on the web? Um, I do have a fully functioning website. Mm -hmm. So I'm on www.forhercosmetics.com. And that's F-O-R-H-E-R-C-O-S-M-E-T-I-C-S.com. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also on like Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter under the same handle, For Her Cosmetics. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really interactive. I respond to um, emails every, all the time. also have my um, work number on my website as well. So. Mm -hmm. I'm really accessible and I'm really always open to like, you know, chatting too. So. Yeah. I like your website. I was just on it last night and I was like, this is so cute. And Thank you had the little you. chat thing that popped up. Yes. Like, hey, I'm like, okay, come on now. 24 yes. hour support system. <laughs> no. Seriously, it comes right to my phone and I actually just hired a website coordinator intern. Mm -hmm. So she's about to start taking over that. Oh, cool. So yeah. It's definitely going to be nice. Awesome. But. Well, thank you so much for coming today. Thank you for having me. Yes, this was fun. And I hope you guys learned something um, specifically to stop sleeping in your makeup <laughs> because I'm not going to tolerate this going into 2020. So <laughs> I'm calling everybody out <laughs> like, oh, do you have a breakout? It's probably because you slept in your foundation yesterday. So <laughs> let's just all agree as a collective to just stop. But <laughs> yes. but again, thank you so much. And as always, you guys, I want you to remember that Detroit girls do it better. And we will be back next week. <laughs>